Hello, everybody. This is Pastor Joe of Word of Prayer Cultural Center in Largo, Maryland. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to our podcast. It is my prayer that you are both blessed and enriched by what you hear. Feel free to share with friends and family, and also feel free to follow us on our social media outlets, Facebook and Instagram. Our social media handle is at Wopsy, W-O-P-C-C. Visit us online at wopsy.church. God bless and happy listening. say that um this message yeah I had to wrestle with the Lord because when pastor texted me actually sent me a voice text that was interesting I uh, got to hear him tell me what he wanted me to preach and I was like really okay long suffering gentleness goodness yeah I'm none of those <laughs> And so, yeah, now I got to wrestle. Now I got to look at me through the eyes of long-suffering, gentleness, and goodness. And I didn't really want to look at me. I can look at me through love. I can look at me through joy. I can look at me through peace because that's some happy things. Love, joy, peace. You get the long-suffering, you're like, yeah, what? Long-suffering follows peace? Wait, hold on. What? So first lady, she posed, you know, question, got fruit. She told y'all this wasn't no buffet. You couldn't pick and choose. Beautiful word. I, that was great. So I just want, I have a statement, really, because this is what the Lord said to me when I was wrestling with the Lord about this word. Fruit, like it or not. <laughs> like it or not. Now, for me, I happen to love fruit in the natural. <laughs> Big fruit eater. But there are certain fruits that I do not like, and therefore I do not eat them, and you cannot get me to eat them. You can try to sneak them in my fruit salad, and I will pick them out and eat what I like out of the salad and leave that on the side, because I like what I like, and I don't like what I don't like. That's just the way it is. <laughs> I like apples, but there's only one specific kind of apple that I will eat, and I will not eat any other, and that is a gala apple. I don't like green apple. I don't like Macintosh. I don't like Red Delicious. Don't try to fool me because it's red, because as soon as I bite into it, I will know that it is not a gala apple. And therefore, I'm going to get mad because you tried to hoodwink me <laughs> when I asked you for a gala apple, and you tried to give me a Red Delicious. It's not going to work. But however... You want fruit, however you like fruit, whatever your favorite fruit is. I love pineapples, but if you look at a pineapple, it doesn't really look appetizing. It looks prickly and rough, and who would think that in the middle of all that prickliness and roughness is something that's juicy and sweet? In the midst of that prickliness and roughness is something that's juicy and sweet. Oh, so don't worry about what it looks like on the outside or even what you perceive it to be. If you get to the heart of the matter, it's juicy and sweet. And I could eat pineapples all day long. My family knows this about me. I will eat pineapple over food. We'll fill up on pineapple and forget about the food. That's just how much I like pineapple. 
But here we are talking about, and fruit is like essential. You know, it has great, you know, vitamins and minerals and antioxidants that help the body feel healthy. The skin, the, it has fiber, which is good for your digestive, keep you clean, keep you regular, keep you energized. Good fruit. Now, when you give me a fruit that I don't like, we have a problem. I don't care if you tell me that it's good for me and has some great things that will benefit me physically, I'm not gonna eat it, sorry. Don't give me a kiwi because I really can't even get past the way it's fuzzy and <laughs> the way it looks. I, I'm sorry, I just, I can't get past it. And besides that, I don't like the taste of it. But you can tell me that kiwi is good for me, that I should eat a kiwi a day, and I'm gonna say, God, we gotta find another way because I just can't eat the kiwi. But when you look at the fruit of the spirit, it is beneficial for you. All nine of them, like it or not. It can be prickly, it can be rough, it can be hard to bear. It can be one of those ones that you just don't like, one of the ones you struggle with, but like it or not, all nine are essential for a healthy spiritual life. Like it or not. So here we are at long suffering. I have a question. How long is long? I mean, come on now. <laughs> How long is long? That's what I was asking the Lord last night. How long is long? Because, you know, if I could just get a hint. I may be able to deal, I may be able to stand, I may be able to endure, I may be able to withstand. If you could just give me a clue as to how long is long, yeah, I'm going to be all right. And he was like, long is long. Yeah, see, that's not really helping me. And I don't really like that answer. I'm going to need you to give me like tell, you know, until you reach this level or until you achieve this goal or until you get to this part or you get I need like a hint. I need some hope on the horizon that this situation is going to end and I will come out on the other side singing and shouting and dancing but right now in the midst of this I want to know how long is long. Cuz see to me it's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a long time. <laughs> but it doesn't seem like it's long enough because I'm still in the midst of this. But long suffering isn't really about time. It's about the ability to endure. The ability to restrain yourself when you're provoked when you're attacked, when you want to retaliate, when you want to exact revenge, long suffering is about not surrendering to the circumstances or succumbing to the trial. To be able to stand under the weight of a trial, of a situation, of an attack, of an abuse, and endure. How you respond determines the result. If you want to wind your way through, you're going to get some whiny results. 
If you want to faith your way through, you're going to get some faith results. So long-suffering doesn't sound good, but it is good for you. It's just like medicine. So you can't give up in the midst of what you're going through because the minute you do, you may have missed your blessing because the very next moment you may have come through on the other side. Suffer long. Nobody wants to suffer. I don't know about you. Nobody goes around and say, hey, God, give me some suffering today. Welcome to the one I'm praying. Oh, God, thank you for this day. This is the day the Lord has made. If you could just send me an attack from the left and attack from the right, I'm going to be good today because I know that it's coming from you. No, we like, can I get through this day without my boss driving me crazy? Can I get through this day without coworkers driving me crazy? Can I get through this day without people cutting me off in traffic and I'm trying not to cuss them out because, you know, people are crazy out here. You start yelling at them, they're going to start shooting at you. Come on. Nobody asked God for suffering. Nobody asked for challenges. Nobody asked for trials. But we were warned that this would be our lot in life. If you are a child of the Most High God and you claim Christ as your Lord and Savior, long-suffering is your way of life. You might as well get to it, like it or not. But know this, Romans 8 and 28 declares, and we know that all things work together for our good. So though it doesn't feel good, it is working for our good. And even when we don't see how it's working, it does not mean that it's not working. I don't see the inner workings of the internet. I really don't like it. I don't see the internet, the interworkings of all this digital technology. People are good at this. I still struggle with this, but it works. You press a couple of buttons and bing, you got what you, I don't understand how that works. I don't understand how a little tiny chip can hold so much data on it, but it works. See, God is saying, I'm not asking you to like it. I'm not even asking you to understand it. I'm asking you to trust the process. Because in the process is the blessing. When you can endure, it strengthens your faith. So, long-suffering. You may not think that you really have mastered this, but every day you get up and you keep moving despite what's going on around you. And every day you get up and you keep serving despite what's going on. And every day that you get up and you keep praising God despite what's going on. Every day that you walk the walk of faith despite what's going on, you have long suffering. That's what God is saying to you, like it or not. And I told him I didn't. So he was like, I'm cool with that. I don't care if you like it or not. I just want you to go through the process. For we know that these light afflictions. Now, see, that's another word I don't like. Light afflictions, because it don't seem light to me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just going to be real. Y'all know how I am. They don't seem light to me. These afflictions seem very, very heavy. 
Like the weight of it, it is a decision to get up and bear up under the weight of afflictions. These light afflictions are but for a moment. See, here we go with that time thing again. Moment. See, moment, if you look at it in the definition of it, it's like that. Like a second. A moment. Okay, but I've been here moment. Moments, moments. Mo here we go. We just passed a moment. Just passed another moment. Just passed another moment. These light afflictions are but for a moment. See, God, here we go again with that thing. If you could just give me a clue about this moment. But it is working for us a far more exceeding weight in glory. We've got to realize that we've got to come to accept that this world is not our home. This is just temporary. We are headed for a prize that is much greater than anything you can imagine on this earth. And we've just got to endure the process to get to the other side. It's working a far more exceeding weight in glory. We just, listen, the glory of the Lord. We've experienced the glory of the Lord, not like it's going to be up in heaven. But can you imagine the weight of the glory that is awaiting us? That should keep you motivated. That should keep you determined. That should give you the hope not to give up in your season. Because seasons change. That's the law of nature. Seasons change. No matter how cold the winter is, spring is coming. No matter how hot the summer is, fall is around the corner. And you cannot give up in this season because the next season is awaiting you is the result of you enduring this season. You've got to get through this season to get to your next season. And God has something greater for you, something better for you in your next season. Long-suffering. Now here, looking at these fruit, you notice that the first one is love. If you can master the first one, all the rest of them kind of hinge on that. Because if I can master love, then I have joy. If I can master love, I have peace. If I can master love, I will endure suffering because I know that there is a God who has my back and that no matter what people throw at me, there is a God who loves me so I can endure. So here is, like they say, you can't take it apart. You can't separate the fruit. It's one big old fruit salad, like it or not, okay? <laughs> Long suffering. So then he gave me gentleness. <laughs> Ooh, that is not me. At work, I'm known as Nurse Ratchet. Okay, and for you millennials, I'm Dr. Miranda Bailey. Like, I am, you know, I am the one who will put truth right in your face because I don't have time. You know, we're dealing with people's lives, so I don't have time to play around with you. I don't have time to coddle you. I don't have time to make excuses for you. I'm going to put it right up there in your face. Gentleness, yeah. I looked up the definition of it. The quality of being kind, tender, or mild-mannered. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. 
that was funny to me because, uh, yeah, yeah, none of those things. I don't see myself. As, I have moments. I have snatches. I have periods. You see moments of, you know, tenderness in me. You see moments. But it comes from a state of humility. See, if you don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to think, if you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, then gentleness will flow through you. It comes from a state of humility. Now, strength, a strong hand, but a soft hand. A strong hand with a soft touch. See, it's not what you say. It's how you say it. Because I can speak truth to you in a harsh way and you will not receive it. But if I speak truth to you in love, you will receive it. Have you ever had somebody just angry at you and you refuse to engage in that, you know, that anger? And the more you disengaged the angrier they got till it just became funny it's like you are really acting up and i'm not trying to go there with you like i'm just like yes and smiling and you know everything you throw at me i'm throwing something nice back at you and it's infuriating you but it's giving me a laugh because you are really getting out of control with this see if you don't match energy for energy especially when what they're saying isn't even true and it has nothing to do with you. They're dealing with something else in their own mind, their own life that's going on. And they're trying to project it on you. Yeah, you can't engage in that gentleness. Gentleness. Because people will try to drag you into their chaotic world, to what's going on in their mind, to the messiness that's in their life. And you don't have to go there with them. You can stay right here in your own little world and leave them out there. Even if they're right in your face, just stand there and smile. See, we were taught to smile at crazy people because it disarms them. They teach you that in nursing school. When, when the patients are going off and all, you just stand there and smile. Because they're conf it confuses them because they don't understand why you're not getting upset, why you're not escalating like they're escalating. You're de-escalating them by the fact that you're remaining calm when the situation is out of control. Gentleness. Not easy to do. But it works. Because you, if you ever notice when someone's going off, if you match that energy, all you have is a bunch of screaming and yelling and mess. Nothing gets solved, nothing gets resolved. It's just a screaming match. It's just a fit being had in a public place. But if you would disengage, you can de-escalate a situation, and then they look bad, and you look like the gentle, kind person that you're supposed to be. And then when people come to you and say, how is it that you did not go off? See, it's the Lord. It is the Lord's mercy that I'm not consumed. It is the Lord that kept me because what I really wanted to do, it would not have been beneficial if I had done that. It wouldn't have been beneficial in the natural. It wouldn't have been beneficial in the spiritual. Because now my witness is blown and they're going to talk about that. Oh, you supposed to, you get that famous line. See, I thought you was a Christian. You know, I have people say that to me when, they, when they're wrong 
and I'm right, and they don't like the fact that I say stuff to them. I thought you were supposed to be a Christian. I said, there's no supposition. I am a Christian. But I ain't that saved where I'm going to let you punk me. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not that saved, so you need to know that. <laughs> I, you catch some hands, won't you? I'm saved, I'm not soft, okay? I'm saved, but I'm not soft. I'm not going to be your punching bag, and I'm not going to let you walk over me just because you think you're going to play the Christian card, and I'm going to back down like, oh, that's right, I'm a Christian. I can't say nothing back to you. Yeah, that, I'm not that saved. So you need to go to somebody else with that. Because people would love to throw that whole Christian card up your face. I tell them, you know what? It was some very angry disciples. I had disciples who were cutting off people's ears in the presence of Jesus. So don't make me cut off your ear, okay? I'm only saying something to you. I could cut you. I want to cut you. And you know I have access to some scalpels that work. I want to cut you. So listen, <laughs> gentleness, it can be done. You just got to, you got to look at the motivation behind the attack. It's meant to trip you up. It's meant to make you fall. It's meant to make you step outside of your character. So then the devil can say, oh, I thought you was a Christian. Is that how Christians act? Well, I'm not perfect. I'm struggling in this life just like you. I got some help. You don't. I can call on Jesus. I can call on the Holy Spirit to restrain my tongue, restrain my hands, restrain my mouth. You just let it all hang out. No control. A soft answer will turn away wrath. A soft answer will turn away wrath. Gentleness. So we got long suffering. and We got gentleness. And goodness. So, you know what came to mind when I was thinking about goodness? He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. So be good for goodness sake. <laughs> like, really? But how it is so appropriate. Now, I'm not talking about Santa Claus, but God does see you when you're sleeping, and he knows when you're awake, and he knows when you've been bad or good, so be good for goodness sake. We have this mantra at work. It's a code of conduct, and we say it every morning before we start our shift. Doing the right thing because it's the right thing to do. Doing the right thing because it's the right thing to do. If everyone would just do the right thing because it's the right thing to do, we would not have had that crazy man in office for the last four years. And we would not be struggling to get him out. We would not be enduring a lot of the things that's going on in our life, in the world, in the country, if people would do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. Be good for goodness sake. Good for goodness sake. Everybody needs some goodness in their life. Even the most hateful, evil, mean-spirited person needs some goodness in their life.
and I have seen it work. My home church, we had, you know, we had a shelter that we, you know, associated with, and we went in, and there were things we did, and there was a lady, you know, who we would go pick her up to bring her to church, and she was the meanest. Like, if you even just said hi to her, you were, it was met with anger. You couldn't touch her. You couldn't say nothing to her. And I was like, okay. But she kept coming to church. Every Sunday, she would call for the van to pick her up. Every Sunday, she was sitting there. And it was like, why does she keep coming? And she's always so angry. Nobody can speak to her. Nobody can say a kind thing to her. Nobody can do anything. They can't offer in there. Why is that? But the more she came and the more we kept attempting to be nice to her and to speak to her and to talk to her, we started to see the change in her attitude and her affect. And then it got to the point where Valentine's Day, she was passing out candy and smiling to everyone. It's like, this is a different person. Be good for goodness sake, because goodness will win over the worst person. Goodness will win over the most angry, mean person because you can't keep standing underneath goodness and remain the same because at the heart of it is Christ and no good thing like you can't stand up underneath that you're either going to leave for good which is a good thing or you're going to stay and be changed which is a good thing so it's a win-win situation goodness is not a passive quality it's not a passive quality. It is a deliberate preference to do the right thing. It is a decision you make every single moment of every single day. Choosing to do good. Choosing to follow the good path. Choosing to be a good person. It is a deliberate choice. It's not passive. You can't just wish to be a good person. You can't just hope, and you can't just say, I'm a good person. Because <laughs> just because you say I'm a good person doesn't mean you are a good person. Just like just because you say you're a Christian doesn't mean you are. It's a deliberate act. You have to willingly, you have to actively pursue goodness. Being a good person. Being good for goodness sake. Displaying the goodness of a God who is good to you. We sang about that. Good. God is good. And he's been good to us. Now, he's been long-suffering towards us. So how dare we not be long-suffering towards someone else? When you think about all the things that you have done today. Let's just talk about today. Let's just talk about when you got up this morning and the thought that crossed your mind or things you wanted to say or on your way to church. Let's just talk about that. When God has been long-suffering and enduring your nasty attitude, your funky attitude, your lazy attitude, your disinterested attitude, the way you whine and complain about everything instead of giving thanks with a grateful heart because it could be worse than that. 
and he doesn't cut you off. You know, I thank God for New Testament grace because Old Testament, when they did wrong, it, their, their punishment was instantaneous. Like you didn't even get a chance to repent. It was like you did something wrong. He wiped you out. See, I would not have made it past age five, I don't think. I, I, I would not have had a long life. I would, there would not have been any longevity in my, my family, my bloodline, because if I had to live in the Old Testament <laughs> dispensation, <laughs> let me tell you something, that would not be a good thing. But I thank God for grace because I mess up time and time again. And God is long-suffering and enduring my mess up. And enduring all my complaining and my whining, instead of grateful for what I have, and enduring my wondering why somebody else is getting blessed and I'm not, wondering why you haven't answered my prayer, God, and you've answered theirs, wondering why I'm still struggling in this area when you said you would do this, that, and the other, and it has not manifested yet, and I'm questioning everything you're doing in my life, but he's long-suffering towards me. And when I'm mad and upset, he's gentle towards me. He reminds me that he's here with me always. He reminds me that he cares for me. He reminds me that he has his best interest for me in his heart. That he has plans for my life and those plans will come to pass if I would just endure like a good soldier. This is a war that we're in. And soldiers fight to the death. They don't give up. Wounded, they still fight. Discouraged, they'll still fight. Tired, they still fight. Hungry, they still fight. Listen, we have to endure hardships like a good soldier. A lot of times I think we forget that this is a battle that's going on. That we are being attacked and hard-pressed on every side. And we have to start taking the position of a soldier. We have our armor to put on that will help us fight the battle. But literally all we have to do is put on the armor and stand. That's not a hard thing to do. Put on the armor and stand. He didn't even say put on the armor and fight. He said put on the armor and stand. Because every piece of the armor protects every part of you. But just like this fruit, we want to pick and choose. Because the armor comes with some requirements and some responsibilities. Take the good with the bad. You want it, you got to deal with the responsibility of it. You like fruit, like it or not, you got to eat all of it. Because when you consume all of it is when it's beneficial. If you leave one part out, you're missing an essential ingredient. You're missing an essential nutrient. You are missing an essential characteristic that will help you advance the kingdom of God. And that's why we're here. We're not here to just entertain ourselves inside the church wall and sing and be happy and laugh and keep with our Listen, that's not why we're here. We are supposed to advance the kingdom by winning souls. But if I'm missing part of the fruit, how am I going to win someone over when there's no gentleness in me? When I can't display goodness, how am I going to win someone? When I can't endure someone else's trouble because I'm mad about my own trouble, but God endures my trouble and is long-suffering toward me. 
What is that's a, that dichotomy does not work in the kingdom. This whole wishy-washy, back-and-forth, two-faced Christian, come on, I need us to get our life together. Eat all the fruit. Like it or not. Consume all of it. Because when it becomes a part of you is when you are the most effective in winning souls for Christ. Love. Joy. Peace. And I like the way he gave us all the happy ones up front. <laughs> I like that. Because he knew them next six, we wasn't going to like them at all. So let me give them the love and the joy and the peace. And then I'm going to hit them with the rest that, you know, that's not so good. Encouraging us, even in giving us what we need as characteristic flaws, he still encouraged us to know that I'm giving you some good stuff with the bad stuff and it's all going to work together or what we perceive as bad stuff I should say that's not it's not bad I didn't mean that TV lane <laughs> it's not bad it's all good it's how we perceive it <laughs> I'm sorry it's how I perceived it as bad but it really isn't bad it's all good for us it's all good to us and it's all good for the kingdom We've just got to master all of it. At least try. Can we at least try? We ignore some of it because we don't even want to try. I'm speaking for myself right here. There are some things I'd be like, don't test me in that area, God. No, don't do that. I'm not going to pass that test. Yeah, I'm not. I'm sorry. That whole self-control, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's an issue for me. That's like a hot button type of, you know that's one of them things that push that button and it's like you know defcom one <laughs> defcom one but it's listen it's all good and it all works for our good we've just got to look at it differently it's not a challenge it's not a chore it's not a hardship it is a blessing to be able to stand up underneath this non-characteristic flaw and, and represent the kingdom of God. We've got to start looking at this as something that's beneficial and not a chore that we have to master, not a challenge that we have to overcome, not a challenge that, listen, if God has given us something, it's good for us and it's beneficial for us. And we wonder why we're struggling in certain areas is because we've decided to pick and choose what it is we're going to do that God has assigned us to do. And that's for somebody out there who God has told you to do something, and you wrestling with whether to do it or not. Listen, if he gave it to you, it's for you. Like it or not. Good fruit, good for you, good for the kingdom. Amen. Come on, we can do better than that. Bless God. Bless God for, for that word. Amen. Amen. God is good. Um, thank you, Elder, for uh, being the vessel that God used to bring us that word and that insight. Amen. From a real place and from a transparent place. We thank you. We thank you. Um, so we thank you also for watching and for joining us. 
we never like to assume that just because you chose to join in with us that you are somebody who's saved and somebody who knows Jesus. And so we want to give you the opportunity to actually get to know him and to receive Christ for yourself today. Um, if you're here and you don't know him, uh, or if you're watching, now is the time. Uh, do not delay. Uh, this is your day to know Jesus for yourself. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to pray a prayer. The Bible says that all you have to do is do two things. You have to confess with your mouth, and you have to really believe what you're saying in your heart, um, that God raised his son Jesus from the dead, and then you are the saved of God. And so if you really, really believe that God sent his son Jesus for you and you receive that gift of salvation and you receive the finished work of Christ, you are the saved of God. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to pray this prayer. I would love for you to pray it with me and uh, really believe it. Don't just say it, but really put your heart into it. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you as a sinner in need of your salvation. Come into my heart, cleanse me, purify me, and change my life. I believe that you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross for my sins. I believe that he rose on the third day with all power in his hand. I believe that he is now seated at your right hand, interceding for me. I am the saved of God in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's give it up for anybody who may have received Christ today. Congratulations and welcome to the family of God. Um, if that's you, go ahead and type, I'm saved. I'm saved so that we can acknowledge you. Uh, secondly, we want to let you know that God desires um, not only for you to be in relationship with him, um, but also in fellowship with others. And so if you're watching or if you're here and you want to join this Word of Prayer Cultural Center family, now is the time. We invite you with open arms. Um, definitely, definitely it's necessary to be connected. God does not desire for us to do this alone. And so if that's you and you're here, you can wave your hand. If you're watching, type, I'm part of the family. And you are covered now. You have a, a pastor. You have brothers and sisters to do this thing with. If that's you, we celebrate you. Let's take a moment and celebrate anybody who that might be. Amen. Amen. God is good. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you again uh, for watching. Thank you again to Elder Arlene for the word. Uh, we will see you on Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. right here as we continue on uh, what I believe is the last of the seven churches of Asia Minor. And so haven't we had some good lessons so far? Yes, indeed. Yes, we have. Where we are excited about the next one. And we'll see you again right here on Wednesday at 730. And then we'll see you next week on, on next Sunday for the final three of the fruit of the spirit. Amen. Anybody been blessed today? Anybody been blessed? Amen. We love you. Thank you again for watching.